Blog Talk Radio. Reality Radio Entertainment presents Behind the Curtain with your host, Kathy Barrett. Welcome to Behind the Curtain, a show about life and how we travel down the not-so-yellow brick road of it. I'm Kathy Barrett, and I hope you'll stay tuned with me for the next 30 minutes as I reveal what's behind the curtain. First of all, I have to take a moment to thank this great crew that's right outside my door today. It's the guys from the Vasco Company, and what they're doing is they're removing um, an oil tank that, that you know was in ground, and it's really amazing to watch these guys in action. They have been so courteous. They shut down their operation until I can finish the show. But in addition to that, they do such a careful job because that could be like a a natural disaster if there's any oil leaking. So any of you out there, if you have buried oil tank and you want a really great crew, I mean, I can vouch for these people. It's VAZ-CO in Ulster County. They're really fantastic. So check them out. I also want to give a shout-out to uh, a very dear friend of mine, director and writer, Sanity Q. He's celebrating a birthday today in the Philippines, so we're sending him lots of love and best wishes for a beautiful day. Mark this date on your calendar, Friday, August 10th, from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. at the Central Park Band Shell in New York City, and that's kind of between 68th and 72nd Streets. There will be Peace in the Park, an event sponsored by the Brahma Kumares World Spiritual Organization. So you can bring the kids, you can learn how to meditate, get a taste of stress-free living, which, let's face it, who doesn't want to be without that, and uh, get a little face painting, and there's other games and activities for the children. So go to bknewyorkevents.com or 212-564-4335. You can call them and they'll share all the information about the event. And lastly, before I bring out one of my favorite people, Sherry Brescia of Great Taste, No Pain, I want to pay tribute to Talent for Humanity and Terry Sanchez, the organization's visionary leader. If you get a second, go to talentforhumanity.org and check out their website. Like them on Facebook. They are an extraordinary group of people working collectively with artists from around the world to create positive change and awareness around the globe. They have all kinds of fascinating contests um, that are available for young artists coming up. And you should really check out what they're doing because the organization is full of fascinating people doing extraordinary work. And um, check them out and be a part of a movement that is really embracing creativity and uh, displaying it in a way that is very unique and powerful. So today, our show is with, again, one of my favorite guests, Sherry Brescia. Sherry has been studying health and the role that diet plays in a person's overall state of wellness. After 16 years of analyzing medical records for the health insurance industry and recognizing that tests and surgery and medication were the only options really being given out by doctors, Sherry recognized that her mission was to kind of explore diet as a healing remedy, and that has been her focus for the past 12 years. Now, she herself uh, suffered with IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, when she was 28, and she found that medication was not working and began on a journey to heal herself. So 
in addition to her um, now, you know, getting her PhD in nutrition and being a fabulous nutritionist, she is a gourmet cook and she blended the science of food combining, which was originally created by Dr. William Howard Hay in 1911 with gourmet tasting and easy to make meals to create the great taste, no pain health system, which is healing lives around the world. So to find out more about Sherry and her fabulous great taste, no pain health system, go to www.greattastenopain.com. Com. Could not be easier. Welcome, Sherry. So great to have you on the show today. Well, I'm very glad to be here today, Kathy, and thank you for all of your kind words. <laughs> I, I mean it. I think you're sensational. I love the fact that you kind of, you know, experienced your own health dilemma, and that must have really been, you know, pretty interesting being that at the time you were analyzing all of these other people and their illnesses and, and seeing this repetitive pattern of of they were just getting diagnosed medication or surgery, and there was really nothing about diet. And when you think about it, we are what we eat. So how could diet possibly not impact our digestive systems and, and our health and well-being? Oh, you're exactly right. And, and you know, that was the frustrating thing for me because just what I was reading in medical records, I was also living. I was given medication that not only did nothing to help my IBS, but they made me tired to boot. <laughs> so not only was I did I have the gut aches, but I was also tired in the afternoon. So I knew there had to be another answer. Well, that's true. That's an interesting point, you know, because I mean, right now the the amount of prescription drugs that are floating around is <laughs> just it's mind-boggling when you start to think about the numbers. And you know, every medication has side effects of some kind. You know, our our um, Bio systems are so complex and intricate, and so you can't just diagnose one pill that's going to work for everybody. It doesn't always, you know, have the great impact on people. Exactly, and a pill doesn't have a little periscope either once once you ingest it, and it, it will know just to go to the one thing that you need it for. Of course, that doesn't happen. A medication will be absorbed into your bloodstream and into your tissues. It, it will affect you from head to toe. Might it have the desired effect on a certain symptom? Perhaps. But like you say, that does not come without a price of maybe many other bodily symptoms or, you know, other, other problems. Yeah. I, you know, I was fascinated reading your website, which everyone should really go to because I have to say I get your e emails and I absolutely love them because you're so knowledgeable, but at the same time you have this wonderful sense of humor. So Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they always make me smile or laugh or, yes, we're talking about serious subject matter, but it's so wonderful that you have kind of an open mind and a great uh, sense of humor about it. It always brings me joy daily. But I was reading on your website and you say, that the New England Journal of Medicine, and quote, it's a staggering 75% of people taking conventional treatments for digestive problems continue to experience symptoms, even though they're taking medication, as often as three or four times a week. Mm -hmm. And then, according to the National Institutes of Health, NIH, the digestive problems are the leading cause of hospitalization, surgery, and disability in the United States. Mm -hmm. That's really humbling. Yes, it is. It really is. And when you think about it, think of all the people you know. Who doesn't have a stomach problem? I mean, it's, you're hard-pressed to find somebody that doesn't have some kind of digestive issue. So let me ask you, with more than 65 million Americans having digestive problems, um, and 
again, you know, this is from your website, you also state that these problems really didn't exist a century ago, which I find fascinating. Mm -hmm. So what the heck do you think is going on with our food supply, number one, in this country, and how is it impacting the, the digestive systems? Well, first and foremost, our food no longer is just food. Our food comes with a barcode. Mm. And <laughs> food is not is very uh, often not consumed in its natural state any longer. It is processed, dried, fragmented, artificial colors, preservatives, you name it. it, it it's not the way that nature provides it any mm. longer. It is packaged and you know, frozen and, and processed in various ways. The problem with that is that, number one, our bodies need food as it's provided by nature. I mean, there's there's a very close harmony between us and our environment. And the farther we step away from nature with our food, the sicker we're going to be. Number one, we're not getting the nutrients that we were designed to get from our food any longer. And number two, the flip side of that is that we are ingesting chemicals, dyes, preservatives, things that are basically poisons to our body, for lack of a better term, because our bodies have no idea how to handle or metabolize these things. So you know, to think that that couldn't have effect on health is just, is, is just mind-boggling. Of course it does. Our, our bodies just were not equipped to handle foods of this nature. And that's you know, when processed foods did enter our lives, was about 100 years ago. And that's when we started seeing things like diverticulosis popping up mm. and increasing increasing rates of cancers and, you know, the um, increasing heartburn and things like that. It just, it parallels perfectly with the change in our food supply. And, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was just going to say it's really interesting when you talk about the food dyes and all of these things that go into it. It's true. It's like, you know, we don't really give it the focus and attention we should be giving it. I wonder how many study, studies are going on to see what the impact or the connection to GERD that some of these ingredients might be you know, mm-hmm. actually causing the illnesses. Well, you know, I don't really believe there are as many studies being conducted as perhaps there should be. I mean, obviously, let's face it, the food industry and the pharmaceutical industry are both very strong and powerful. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know how willing, let's say, you know, certain institutions would be to try to make them look bad, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. I'm sure, yes, there are studies going on, most definitely, but um, perhaps they're not quite receiving the attention that they should. And and that brings up another point. I noticed on one of your emails, which I found fascinating, we're going to get on to talk about diet and, and food combining and losing weight in a natural way and metabolism and all these exciting other topics. But I couldn't help but to you know, really pause and go, oh, my God, what's going on? You talked about a Harvard, I think it was a nurse's study that was just done. And you can you talk a little bit about that and then broke down. They don't really tell you um, how the study was done. And when you start to look at that, then the results have nothing to do with what they're talking about because they haven't really been playing with a level <laughs> hand. Exactly, exactly. Was that the, the study about the um, the fats and the heart conditions? I believe so, yeah. And, and yeah. fruits and vegetables, there's yeah. something about, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, I think, well, first of all, yes, um, they, the study didn't break down different sources of fats 
And I think uh, saturated fats were being implicated as a contributing factor to overweight and heart disease. But they didn't separate good saturated fats from bad saturated fats. And they also didn't, like you say, take into account the, the consumption of fruits and vegetables. Right. So it, it came out with such misleading information that the, the true connection between health and diet w- was just completely covered up. And that drives people crazy because one day something is good to eat, the next day it's not so good to eat. You know, there's so many variables with the studies, who's supporting the studies, who's financing the studies, who's doing the studies, and, you know, what the criteria is. So when they make those blanket statements like that, it really does send mass confusion out to the public, I feel. It really does. And, you know, this, again, goes back to a lot of the, the processed foods because claims are made on the boxes. Zero trans fats, you know, healthy, low fat. People just don't know what to do anymore, Kathy. They want to do the right thing, but like you say, there's so much conflicting information out there. And they, like you say, they read one study that says one thing, and they read another study that says the exact, exact opposite. So really, I, I don't blame people for not knowing what to do. Yeah, it is It is very confusing. I know it took me a long time myself. You know, I used to love to have yogurt, you know, for lunch or try to, you know, I used to eat it with fruit. And then I found, like, I was so hungry after having yogurt until I started to look at the labels and recognized how much sugar. Now, it may only be 68 calories, very deceiving. But right. when you start to look that there's 24 grams of sugar, wow. that's, that's activating my sugar jones. Of course I want to eat for the rest of the day. Exactly right. Exactly. You know, but then then I'm making that connection. Oh, my God, I'm eating healthy. Here I have, you know, a portion of, of fruit, which I'm supposed to have, a little bit of yogurt for lunch. It's a light lunch. And yet it's it's making me want to eat twice as much as I would if I had a sandwich or something. Sure. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Something's not right. Yes. But speaking of weight, I was on uh, Facebook yesterday, and I noticed one of my nieces was talking about wanting to lose like 17 pounds in a very short amount of time. So, of course, my alarms went off. Oh, yes. And I reached out to her saying, listen, the only thing you need to lose is the idea that you have to lose anything because, first of all, she's gorgeous and perfect just as she is, and she really is a beautiful young woman with a perfect body. And it reminded me, though, of myself as a young woman and never feeling thin enough, always comparing my body to the images on television and magazines, which is ridiculous, of course. Not everybody can be 5'11 and 90 pounds if you hose them down. Uh, But women do this all the time. It's not just me. They may not talk about it. So let's talk about the benefits of food combining and the natural and healthy way of losing weight. Okay, absolutely. First of all, I know what you're saying is so many young women want to take off a lot of weight fast. Well, you know, go to Hollywood if that's what you want to do, because those are the only people that really uh, do that with any degree of success, and they put it back on anyway. But really, in order to attain and maintain a normal healthy body weight, the body weight that is right for you, not for your neighbor, not for the girl in the magazine, but for you, is to simply make sure your body is nourished and make sure that your digestion is efficient. Those are the keys, and this is why. Number one, in terms of nourishing your body, your, your hunger signal is triggered by a need for nutrients. When your body senses that you need nutrients, and it, it's 
brilliant. It knows just exactly what you need when you need it. When you need nutrients, that's when you get the hunger signal, not because of a physical absence of food in your stomach, which is interesting. A lot of people Mm. don't realize that. Wow. So if you are lacking nutrients, then you are going to feel hungry. So what is the problem with that? Well, it's this. A lot of people that eat the processed packaged foods that are so devoid of any form of nutrients besides the ones that are sprinkled in to make them appear healthy, mm-hmm. these people may be physically full of food stuff, as I call it, but have gotten very few nutrients. So what's going to happen a short time later? They're going to feel hungry again. And if they, again, consume you know, foods that aren't loaded with nutrients, they're going to feel hungry again. And it doesn't take a genius to figure out that the more and more you do that, the more you consume these empty calories, if you will, the more you're going to put on weight because you haven't been nourished. So how do we know, okay, say someone is not as savvy about, you know, especially young people, they're busy, they're working, they're running around, and they have unbelievable, either they're in school and they're also working, so they don't have a lot of time to, you know, really prep what they're going to eat. So what what's the advice about that? How do they know what, what nutrition, what they're lacking if they're hungry? Uh, well, they would have, you know, it's not really that hard to figure out because, Even for somebody on the go, even for somebody who has just a short amount of time, there are healthy options. And again, going back to nature is the easiest way I can put it. Your fruits, your vegetables, even meats. I don't shun meats. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't believe anyone needs a 24-ounce porterhouse, okay? But, you know, a, a, a reasonable portion of meat, a four to six ounce portion of meat, the closer you are to nature, these are the foods that our bodies are meant to exist upon. So, in other words, if someone's on the go and, you know, they want to eat something, if they're grabbing an apple as a snack, I mean, what you're recommending is more, you know, when when they're feeling that urge to eat, just pick up something that's healthy instead of uh, throwing something in the microwave, even though it may only be 200 calories and mm-hmm. a little uh, portion of lasagna it's it's really not going to nutritionally give you what you need if Absolutely. you're taking an apple or you're eating a, you know some a, a salad with a hard boiled egg and a little bit of protein some nuts things like that Absolutely and even if a fast food restaurant is your only choice mm-hmm. I mean a lot of the fast food places even have salads I mean it's not my first choice to get a salad okay first choice right. of places to get one but still in all even if that's all you have you can still have a halfway decent option there Right, and French fries are not considered. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, they are potatoes, but no. Yes, and ketchup is technically from tomatoes, but no, that doesn't cut it. <laughs> it's amazing how you can justify things. but um, It sure is. Yeah, but it also takes that commitment. I mean, if you really want to drop weight in a natural way, mm-hmm. um, that you're going to be able to keep it off. There really is no such thing as a diet. It's changing your thought process, and it's changing the actions that you take towards nurturing yourself. That's right. That's right. And the other part of getting your nutrients too, Kathy, is to make sure that your digestion is efficient. Most of our absorption of nutrients takes place in the small intestine. Mm -hmm. So in an ideal world, we would eat a meal. The stomach would begin the breakdown of, you know, the, the, uh, the foods, and then when it is done with its job, it passes the chyme is what the, the substance is called at that point. It's like a, almost like a, a pea soup. 
when the chyme passes into the upper part of your small intestine, that's when digestion is completed, and then it goes along the path and the nutrients are absorbed. So when the digestive process is not carried out like it should be, mm-hmm. there's no way in the world that you can absorb the nutrients from your foods, even if you are eating halfway decent things. And do you think... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. Um, so that's why I, I stress, like, the food combining, that helps encourage proper, efficient digestion, which will help you maximize your nutrient absorption and, again, nourish you so you won't overeat. So let's talk about some of the do's and the don'ts of the food combining. Can you give us a a few examples? um, Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) Uh, The do's are avoiding the protein-starch combination. All right. Now, um, unfortunately, that means that you will probably be looking at most of the typical American meals as being a don't. Uh, Any combination of meat and starch, whether it's like a steak and baked potato, chicken and rice, Mm -hmm. uh, fish and fries or whatever, it is very, very difficult for the body to break down a concentrated starch and a protein together at the same time. Mm -hmm. The reason for that is they use opposing digestive enzymes. The protein needs an acid enzyme. The starch needs an alkaline. So when you have the presence of both of the enzymes in your stomach at the same time, while we know from chemistry class when an acid and alkaline are put together, they neutralize each other. Well, when it happens in a lab beaker, guess what? It also can happen in your stomach. And when it does, that can really slow down and hamper your digestion. Ah. So that's why you know so many people have the typical American meal, yeah. know, steak, baked potato, and, and so forth, and bread, tons of bread, and they're in agony afterwards because the body is, is just has a lot of trouble breaking all of that down. So the more that you can avoid combining your concentrated starches and your proteins, mm-hmm. the better you will feel. So, for instance, if you love steak, wonderful. Have it with what I call neutral foods. Mm-hmm. Neutral foods are your are your high water veggies. You know your green beans, broccoli, you, you name it, uh, asparagus, tossed mm-hmm. salads, whatever you want. If you want your steak, have it with maybe some green beans and a nice tossed salad. Mm-hmm. You'll see all the difference in the world. And the same with chicken. You know, have chicken with cauliflower or whatever, that kind of thing. And the more you can avoid that protein starch you will see a tremendous difference in your digestion. Well, when you think about it, it makes a whole lot of sense because that's a really heavy meal. If you're going to have a a piece of chicken and, and, you know, some kind of rice or potato, Mm -hmm. and you're going to have a vegetable, and that's, you know, that portion-wise alone, we're already eating more than we we should be eating. Mm -hmm. So then Mm -hmm. when you add all of the information you just gave us, it makes so much sense. And then what people are doing is, oh, I don't feel good, so they're popping pills, thinking right. I can get it down, but it's having this whole other in, in, you know, um, impact on the digestive system because it's slowing things down and then things begin to ferment in yeah. the digestive tract, and that uh, starts all kinds of trouble, doesn't it? Oh, it sure does. That leads to harmful bacteria overgrowth, and you know, from there you are susceptible to even more digestive problems as well as a weakened immune system. So you know, it's really a snowball effect. Wow, that's really interesting. And the other thing I did want to mention, too, with the food combining, the other very important thing, when you said fermenting, you reminded me, was that fruit should be eaten alone on an empty stomach, never for dessert, 
but alone on an empty stomach. And the reason for that is that fruit really doesn't get digested in the stomach at all. It heads straight to the small intestine because Hmm. it breaks down so easy. Uh And uh, so it, it wants to get to the small intestine to be broken down. But when you have a stomach full of a meal, especially a badly combined meal, like your steak and baked potato there, uh, if you put fruit on top of that for dessert, well, the fruit wants to get to the small intestine, but it can't. So it sits in the stomach, and it starts to ferment, and and then you know, maybe putrefy and so forth. So what you end up with is terrible gas and bloating. So that's why so many people say, oh, fruit doesn't agree with me. I can't eat fruit. Mm. I always say to them, try eating it alone on an empty stomach. And I can't tell you the number of people that have gotten back to me and said, oh, my God, I can't believe the difference is made. You know, it's true. I did, after I, I guess you were on the last time, I did start to do that just to have fruit alone. And you're very right about that. It really goes through very quickly. Yes, it does. And with no problem. And it's a great uh, thing, actually, to have in the morning. Right, yes. isn't it? Because there's also a lot of natural sugar, and that's one thing I have to watch out for. Even though it may be, you know, a, a, a small portion, I kind of find myself reacting mm-hmm. um, to the the sugar, even in natural fruit. But right, but right. some people do have to limit it. But yeah, yeah. you know, it, it definitely is much better for you than any of the processed sugars. Absolutely, and it's enough, really. I mean, it's totally enough food. I mean, we keep thinking we have to have these massive giant big plates of everything and it's you know if we kind of chew our food and just um take the time to enjoy our meals and not be on the computer and not be watching television and not be on the phone and not having a conversation with someone but really giving our bodies the opportunity to really enjoy the nutrition that we're giving it as well you know to slow things down and and uh be respectful to the body when we are uh, feeding it, it's it's a whole different uh, impact the way that people will digest their food as well, I believe. Exactly, exactly. And the other thing that, you know, good digestion does for you is it helps with proper waste elimination. I mean, you know, and talk about a great way to lose weight too. I mean, there are a lot of people walking around with serious waste buildup in their intestines. It does happen. And that's a cause for increased weight as well. So if you can eliminate your waste much more efficiently, you will see your weight come down. So this is really great. So we get up, maybe we have a little bowl of fruit in the morning, and that's it. No yogurt, no cottage cheese, nothing. Now, if they want to have any of those things, what what's the proper amount of time? Do they wait like three hours or four hours and then maybe have a half a cup of yogurt if that's something that they're craving, or how would that work? Or you don't mix it at all? Oh, no, not even that long. Fruit passes through very quickly through your system. I would say 20 minutes time. Wow. And then if you want to have your yogurt, have it. I do that a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Normally I will have just you know fruit in the morning or, or eggs or whatever I'm in the mood for. But if it's a fruit day, if I'm craving fruit that day, I will have fruit. But if I'm, let's say, going to karate class in, in a little while and I want something a little more substantial in my stomach, then I might have a cup of yogurt half an hour later. Wow. That kind of thing, yes. Fruit fa- passes through very quickly, and that's what makes it a nice little, um, you know, appetizer or whatever, or a little mm-hmm. salad before your dinner. Right. And so I, I tell people, it's not that you can't have fruit, you know, with with meals, but it yeah. needs to be the first thing that you eat on an empty stomach, and you need to give it a few minutes to pass through. Right. And so if they do are craving a baked potato or a sweet potato, which is really good for young people, I know when they're in college they live on that stuff, 
um, you know, that's okay as long as it's on its own, correct? Exactly, or okay. mixed, again, with vegetables. With vegetables. Vegetables are yeah. always the neutral food. Okay, so that's simple, and that's not even something you have to put, especially with sweet potatoes, which, I don't know, I think it has a little bit more uh, vitamin. Uh, yes, you're right. In it, which would be a better choice, you don't even have to use butter or margarine or any of that stuff that um, I think you know has even more chemicals on it. Um, just if they squirt a little lime or, and, or a little lemon juice on it, it's perfectly tasty. My and, son loves them with cinnamon. Oh, that's yep. another great idea. Oh yeah, that's the way we like them. <laughs> that sounds really great. I'll have to try uh-huh. that because uh-huh. I, I do like my sweet potatoes. But, oh yeah. Uh, um, I will only have them solo from from this moment on. So let's talk also about there's the hidden cause of weight gain, which you also mentioned, stress and how stress impacts us gaining oh, weight. Absolutely. Well, stress, number one, throws all of your body completely out of whack, if you will. Stress can affect your hormone levels. It can affect the, it, it can even affect the um, bacteria in your gut. It can actually send messages in your gut to make it a more favorable environment for the harmful bacteria to thrive. Wow. Stress is a very, very dangerous thing, and unfortunately, we all have it. Mm-hmm. And what stress also does, too, is that it, it kicks two hormones into gear, uh, cortisol and adrenaline, mm-hmm. especially. Now, back in our caveman days, when we were, you know, running away from rival tribes or saber-toothed tigers, let's say, those were our stresses. So our bodies would feel the stress. It would release adrenaline and cortisol, and what that would do is it would give us the the fuel and the, the energy that we needed to handle that physical stress. Once the physical stress was over, the adrenaline, which, you know, cortisol, course causes your heart rate to go up and so forth the adrenaline kind of subsides but cortisol stays around for a while and what cortisol does is it gives you a voracious appetite mm. so therefore you can replenish the energy that you used up in the supposed physical stress okay wait back in our caveman days that worked very well but now our stresses are more mental in right. nature so you know but our bodies still have the same programming we're under chronic stress our hormone levels are up and especially you know when if that cortisol level level goes up and stays up that can give you a voracious appetite and make you overeat which of course can lead to weight gain right and is there anything we can do okay we can try to manage our stress but in in lieu of um just being inundated with stress and we're trying to monitor it but it's still present in our lives what are the better foods for us to gravitate towards? Oh, definitely your fruits and vegetables, your whole grains. Okay, those are the things, those are the, the uh, foods that are going to give you anti-stress nutrients. I mean, your vitamins and your minerals all help you combat stress. Mm-hmm. So, you know, definitely your fruits, veggies, your whole grains, and then, you know, even your poultries and your meats. Again, just sticking with nature and Again, making sure that you eat those foods in a way that you're actually absorbing the nutrients. And there, I can't tell you the number of people that have said, well, I have a good diet. Well, you know, if you're not absorbing your nutrients, it doesn't matter. So then what's the best thing? Do you feel that with even, you know, let's face it, I can go and I can buy organic this or organic that. First of all, I don't even know if it's organic. I've been hearing such interesting stories from people that work on farms that say a lot of things are labeled organically grown and they're not. 
you know, mm-hmm. and so I don't know how, you know, to not get scammed on that, uh, to be honest with you, or, or what we can do about that um, united, because if you're going to pay all this extra money and you really want to make sure that your diet is that clean, I mean, there should be something to protect us, you know, sure. uh, from purchasing things that are not what they, they say they are. Exactly. But in terms of um, even sometimes chicken or, you know, I don't eat meat anymore, but uh, chicken or fish, I'll be very careful, to, especially with chicken, to make sure that um, it's without uh, hormones or uh, antibiotics. And um, a lot of times I'll still, you know, react to my, I won't be able to digest the chicken. So for someone like me, is it necessary to have digestive enzymes with every meal or... What well, would you may, suggest? Well, it may help. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously, if you are combining the chicken properly and are still having trouble breaking it down, I mean, we all have what are, is called in, biochemical individual needs. So what that means is some people's bodies might need a little more of something. Some mm-hmm. people's bodies don't tolerate things as well. Perhaps your own biochemical individuality just makes it difficult, more difficult for you to break down the meats um, or the chicken or whatever. And... Yes, I mean, certainly a digestive enzyme supplement could help if you wanted to, you know, continue to eat that, absolutely. Right. If you are combining it correctly, yeah, that's that's first and foremost the most important thing. But, sure, an enzyme can help. And and what about zinc, I've heard, and also B6? How, how would that work? I'm sorry, what was that? Zinc, mm-hmm. you know, if we're in terms of um, if we're under stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, absolutely, yes, zinc and B6. I mean, there, studies have been done, especially on kids mm-hmm. uh, that were low in zinc. And these kids, I mean, they were irritable. They had trouble learning. They had angry, aggressive behaviors and things like that. So absolutely, zinc and B6 are two of the the most important anti-stress nutrients, as are probiotics, by the way. Uh-huh. Because, as I mentioned earlier, stress does affect the bacteria in your gut, so it's important to make sure that your flora balance is where it needs to be and that you don't have an environment that favors the, the bad guys, so to speak. Right. Yeah. And so, th- well, that's good to know, too. So we should really, you know, when we're under a lot of stress, you know, just you, you may not be able to change your situation. It may take a while for, you know, life to kind of, you know, for you to navigate out of your stressful situation. So gear yourself in those moments towards fruits and and vegetables Mm -hmm. and then you know take a little zinc and a little b6 and just support yourself as you're going through it exactly and one thing i do want to mention too kathy that's very important a common comment that i get especially when i speak at conferences and so forth is will you talk about the importance of nutrients nutrients why can't i just take a multivitamin Uh. aha doesn't work that way because first of all if you if you have a poor diet and you know you have a lot of acid waste in your in your system, and you're, you have poor digestion. Uh, it doesn't matter. Your body will not be able to absorb nutrients, even if you take them from a pill. Uh. And secondly, the nutrients from a pill are not the same form as the nutrients that you get in your food. Many times they're synthetic. Now you know chemists might argue, well, it's the same molecular structure. Mm-hmm. That may be so, but your body knows the difference. So your body is designed to en- en- encompass a food as its whole self. So it, it, let's say uh, an orange, for example. 
you eat an orange, everyone thinks vitamin C, okay, but there's the fiber in the orange and, and there's all the other, you know, vitamins and so forth and there's the water, the cleansing, you know, from the juice. Mm-hmm. Your body is designed to use that whole orange and absorb the vitamin C and other nutrients in that manner. That is so much better for you than popping a vitamin C pill. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's much beneficial for your body. Mm-hmm. So that's why I tell people don't, I mean, if you think you're low in some things, I'm not saying don't supplement, certainly not, but do not rely on supplements as your only source of nutrients. Right. And the thing is, if we are kind of eating more natural foods and having smaller um, meals during the day, then you are going to naturally lose weight. There's no way you can't. Of course. Yeah. And you're going to do it in a healthy way. You you mentioned at the beginning of the show there, you know, wanting to lose 17 pounds right away. Well, you know, a lot of people, if they have a lot to lose, number one, and if they have a lot of waste buildup, maybe they will drop quite a bit in the very beginning. Right. But it, it will still be in a healthy manner, and your your body will take it off as it's healthy for you. And the the flip side, which is even better, once you get to a healthy weight, it will be much easier to maintain. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, Kathy, I don't use scales. I, I, my, my body weight always stays the same. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> really great. That is really great. I mean, mine did for a long time, but I, I have to say that I've been, um, you know, struggling a little bit with, you know, menopause and the shift in hormones and adjusting oh, and, okay. and all that kind of thing. So it goes, it goes, yeah, so I'm just kind of adjusting to all that. Sure. And you mentioned hormones. I mean, the menopausal hormones, yes. And we talked about adrenaline and cortisol. And Mm -hmm. also the thyroid. Thyroid hormones play a huge part in your metabolism and, you know, how how well you use your food for energy, therefore what your weight will be. So hormones really, you know, from all three areas play a huge part. Well, that's interesting that you mentioned thyroid because I know on one of my blood tests the thyroid was in the normal, but it was very, very low normal. And so, and I do notice that it's, you know, because I do exercise every day. That's one thing I do do, and I, you know, really um, do a strenuous hike, and and it's like a six-mile hike every day. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I'm getting that aerobic. I lift small weights. You know, I'm I'm out there um, working it. But I find that my metabolism is like, you know, moving it, (laughs) like getting an elephant uphill. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's not moving. So... How do we get our metabolism to work more efficiently? Can we do that with foods, or how do we jump start it if it is a little sluggish? Well, yes, absolutely, foods can help. And like you say, exercise is essential. But, you know, I I encourage people, first of all, if you suspect a thyroid issue, you said your test was normal, but the lower end of normal. Yeah. The standard test that's performed by doctors is called a TSH test. Mm Mm-hmm. And, however, that doesn't always pick up when you have a slow thyroid. A much more sensitive and a much more telling test is called the TRH challenge challenge test. Mm-hmm. That is a very, very thorough test, and that can pick up a slow thyroid where maybe a THS test did not. Ah, that's and, interesting. And, you know, the, and there are natural um, you know, measures that you can take to help the thyroid, too. It's not just necessarily prescription drugs. If you seek out holistic practitioners, there are natural supplements which can help boost thyroid function. 
Oh, great. So I encourage people to, you know, pursue things like that. Don't think that, you know, Synthroid or your know, whatever drugs that are out there are your only answer. Again, there there are always natural alternatives. That's a good recommendation. I know I'm the same way. I won't take any pill. I mean, I could have my arm hanging off and I wouldn't take something. Exactly. But because there is always a way if you search and search, you will find a remedy that's uh natural. I find for myself in any event. But, you know, another thing I was reading which oh, my God, this is mind-blowing, really, that studies have shown that just one teaspoon of sugar can depress your immune system for up to five hours. Correct. And then there are 12 teaspoons of sugar in every can of soda. And I know this is like such a soda-drinking nation. I, I stopped that years ago, but I I often see young people downing these cans of soda, and I go, oh, my God, it's just like drinking gasoline. Oh, it really is. It really is. It's so scary. And you wonder why you know, the kids of, of today are so sick and they're facing illnesses. I mean, acid reflux, GERD, that we never heard of as kids. Yeah. And, and this is why. And, yes, I mean, if they're depressing their immune system for five hours with one teaspoon of sugar, so it's actually really 60 hours with the 12 teaspoons of sugar from one can of soda, and if they're drinking, you know, four, five, six, seven sodas a day, which many kids are, yeah. you can see that their immune systems are basically non-existent. And, I mean, your immune system doesn't just protect you, protect you from colds and flu. It also protects you from diseases, including cancer. Right. So it, it's, it's no uh, surprise that, unfortunately, our kids are as sick as they are. And, yes, it is very true, and it's not just, you know, soda that you have to worry about, too. Sugar from any source, you know, is uh, can be very, very dangerous. There's sugar in bread. There's sugar in every kind of bottled and canned thing you can possibly think of consuming. Yes. Yes, that's why I stress to people, buy organic if you can. Yes, I know it's more expensive, but isn't your health worth it? Either that or try to make things homemade. Like I make homemade salad dressings and things like that. They're delicious, and they take just a couple minutes, and it makes a big difference. And you know what's in it. I mean, that's what I find. If I'm home and I'm in that controlled environment, I usually have no problem. If I have to be out traveling and, you know, I have to eat out at different places, that's mm-hmm. when I usually find it's the most, you know, difficult about keeping my weight at the point I want to keep it at and, that's you know, right. and just feeling healthy in general. So it's really important for us to take the time to cook for ourselves and prepare our own meals if we want to maintain that healthy system and, mm-hmm. you know, feel good. Absolutely, yes. Well, I can't believe, you know, so much time went by so quickly. I could talk to you for hours and hours. I know, likewise. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But I had to mention this one thing because I, I want people to have a laugh. You sent around an email, and and it was labeled that uh, something about a U.K. company that created a pair of underwear with a filter to absorb foul-smelling gas. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is so lazy, people. I mean, for someone to come up with a fart-absorbing pair of underwear rather than look at your diet and eat better is just, it was just, I mean, I was hysterical when I read this. I I was hysterical writing it. (laughs) I mean, it was so funny, but, but talk a little bit about, you know, gas. I mean, and it's a problem that everybody has. Nobody wants to talk about, but. Right. Well, first of all, a little bit of gas is normal. Our bodies are designed to eliminate gas, like it or not, okay? So farting between like 10 to 13 times a day is normal for most people, all right? Uh, But normal gas doesn't really have a horrible odor. It's just there. It's more like just passing air, if you will. Right. Uh, Because the uh, bacteria in your colon 
absorb a lot of the the odor and the sulfur and so forth. Uh, however, you know, the the problem is most people have excessive gas. It's either, you know, voluminous amounts or it's very, very offensive. And that, too, is the result of poor digestion. You know, if your foods aren't broken down like they should be, well, heaven help you, when they reach your intestines, they try to do the job, they try to complete the breakdown and, and so forth, but... If, if it's just too difficult, then a lot of gas is produced. Your foods are rotting. And um, as a result, you get the gas and bloating. It's it's just a, you know, natural byproduct. It's simple to correct so people take responsibility for yourselves and stop polluting the world. Right. Exactly right. <laughs> just do the correct food combining. I want to thank Sherry Brescia, founder, author, nutritionist of Great Taste No Pain Food and health system, go to greattastenopain.com, sign up for Sherry's emails, buy her books. She's got some wonderful cookbooks that I'm going to send away for, too, because I want to see your fabulous recipes. thank you. It's always lovely to have you on the show. Please come back anytime. Wishing you a beautiful summer. Okay, same to you, Kathy. I had a great time, and I can't wait to come back. Thank you, Sherry. Next week, everybody, we are talking with heroes, with founder and creator veteran Bob Calvert. Bob is out there like an unstoppable machine making a difference in the lives of other veterans. I've been looking forward to this interview for a long time. You can go to www.talkingwithheroes.com for more information. Thanks for taking this journey with me. This is Kathy Barrett sending you a virtual hug from behind the curtain. I'll be back next week, and I hope you'll tune in.